Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. Hey, everybody. I hope you're all doing well or surviving wherever you are in the world today. This podcast is about supporting yourself during times of crisis. So, so, so much has been going on in the world today. To be frank, I still haven't melted my mind around it, and I don't know if I'm even meant to or even if I would want to. (laughs) So last night, I co-hosted a call that my amazing colleague, Vicky, organized to support people who have been affected by Gaza, anti-Semitism, and more. And I definitely don't claim to be an expert on politics, but I am an expert on supporting people in crises. And so the call was just, it was just so beautiful and sacred. And sometimes I just feel like there's something about not recording calls sometimes it really allows people to bring a different dimension of themselves to the call. And I felt like that was present and it was really, really, really beautiful. And it got me thinking after the call about other people who might be struggling or looking to find peace or calm amidst varying crises that we're experiencing today. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to speak to this and share some ideas or tips for anyone struggling with different things that could be, maybe it's related to this growing anti-Semitism happening in the world and, and just so many of the injustices and atrocities that have been witnessed on a macro level. And maybe there's stuff happening on a micro level for you too, right? It could be both, of course. And so I wanted to give you guys some ideas to take care of yourselves during times like these, okay? So the first thing that I think is really helpful, (laughs) could be helpful to know is that like, it's okay to feel your anger. It's okay to feel your anger and there are beautiful, healthy ways to express that anger. Anger is not always a secondary emotion. It can be a signal that boundaries are being crossed or that boundaries have been crossed. It can be a signal that value sets are in question, being ignored, suppressed, repressed, It can be a signal that abusive patterns are being put into place. It can be a protector. It can just be like an engine light telling you something's off, right? And again, it can be channeled in such a healthy way. So many of us have been socialized to ignore, suppress, or repress our anger when it can be considered this really holy knowing part of us to listen to, okay? And so If you have anger right now in your life, whether it's on a macro, micro level, let it be felt. There are healthy ways to channel it where we're not harming other people. It's something to be moved through. It's something to pay attention to and be curious about. And so please let yourself feel that as needed. If you want to learn more, a little bit more about this, you can check out episode 49. It's a podcast interview that I did with Jill Freestone. And she's actually coming into my community this month to do a sacred rage session with anyone who's signed up for any of my coaching certification. So that means if you were to sign up, 
before she comes in this month, you could even join that session as well. It's going to be amazing. So let yourself feel your anger. And if you don't know how, I'll give you some ideas at the end of the episode that could be helpful for you as well. Some people might be feeling numb or in shock or not able to feel the full breadth of emotion the way that they think that they should, given what they're experiencing right now. And just know that that's okay. Your body is going to know when it's time for you to cry, when it's time for you to let down, when it's time for you to to do those things. And if you happen to be on medication or something like that, where you aren't able to feel the full extent of what you're feeling, you can still be incredibly connected to yourself and just trust that like your body will bring stuff up as needed for you. Okay. So Give yourself space to cry as needed. Find times to, to let that happen. But also if your body isn't, isn't ready to let you do that, just know that that's totally normal. If your body's perceiving real threats, <laughs> that makes sense. And sometimes we kind of feel like we need to not completely let go when we're living in, in a time like this where threats might be real. So you can decide when that makes sense to, to let down and cry. Another thing, give yourself the gift of feeling grief. I don't think people realize how much grief there can be in observing and being aware of what's going on in the world right now. Just grief that uh, the atrocities and, and things that have been happening. Um, it's horrendous. It's unimaginable. And I think sometimes when we don't consciously let ourselves feel grief. Sometimes we can confuse the need to experience grief with maybe some guilt or, or different things like that. And, you know, guilt is socialized into so many of us, even though we don't need to necessarily feel it. And so whatever you might be feeling grief around, let yourself feel it because anytime your expectation of what you want reality to be doesn't meet your perception of what your reality is, you always have permission to grieve. You always do. So grieve around relationships lost. Let yourself grieve around groups that you thought were safe for you until you realized they weren't. Let yourself grieve around the realization that maybe the world isn't quite as safe as you thought or, or anything like that. Grief that maybe you aren't feeling like you can fully express yourself right now in this world for whatever reason, or maybe it's in your marriage or different things like that. Grief around lives lost, around people suffering, about people who don't share the same luxury or even privilege as you, but we don't need to guilt ourselves for our privilege, okay? And I do speak to this. If you feel like that's something you're struggling with, I'll have my assistant put a link in the show notes for this resource I have, it's a free masterclass and it's called, it's called Feminism 101 for Christians, but it talks about, you know, intersectionality and privilege and oppression so that you can learn about it in a way where you're not guilting yourself for a lot of the privilege that you were born into or that you inherited. Okay. So but guilting ourselves around our privilege doesn't typically help us have the impact that we want to have. And, and so if you're like, yeah, I, I feel like I could use a little more support there make sure you click the show notes and get that freebie so that you can, you know, just kind of check those videos out and learn a little bit more about your personal intersectional point of privilege and oppression and how you can be in more of a space of acceptance there. Okay. 
also pay attention to your guilt. Is it helping you? Where is the guilt coming from? Is there a message in the guilt that's serving you or supporting you in some way? Or is the energy behind it keeping you from being present with yourself? Is the guilt, is the guilt paralyzing you? Pay attention there because we don't need to feel guilty for our inherited privilege. And if that's something you want a little bit more help with, please go and check out the show notes. I have a Feminism 101 for Christians workbook. And even if you don't identify as a Christian in there, you can learn more about these systems of patriarchy, privilege, oppression, intersectionality, conditioning, so that you can have a little more contextual support around your intersectional point of privilege and not guilt yourself for it. Because guilt doesn't always support us in taking care of ourselves or having the impact that we want to. Sometimes it takes a little more work than just awareness to work through that, but sometimes a little more awareness and understanding can dissolve a lot of that pretty easily. Okay. Be mindful of using your intellect against yourself or humanity. If you're using your intellect to dehumanize yourself or others, it's worth questioning or checking in on that. It's a pattern that's quite normal in the Western world based on patriarchal paradigms that we live in, where a lot of us are socialized to objectify ourselves. And this is essentially dehumanized, right? Objectify, object, seeing ourselves as more of an object than humans. So when we don't even recognize these patterns with ourselves, we may be doing it during humanitarian crises, like what we're seeing today, and it may be happening unconsciously. And so if you find yourself doing that, or if you find yourself self-gaslighting or questioning your crazy, just know that it's all normal and that your experience gets to be real to you. And if you want to learn a little bit more about this idea of our intellect dehumanization and how limiting our intellect can be, you could also check out episode 52. Okay. Another thing that I think is, is powerful to keep in mind during times like these is to be mindful that self-care might look different than it has in the past. And that's okay. We don't need to hierarchize self-care. Do you hear me? <laughs> we don't need to hierarchize self-care. All right. Cookies, brownies, milkshakes, Netflix. As long as you're not harming others, it's okay if whatever your coping strategies are right now aren't on the normal society approved version of self-care. If you feel like you're more in survival mode, then your coping strategies may be more survival based and it's okay. It's okay to dissociate. It's okay. All right. Let your safety be a priority. Whatever you're going through on a micro level or what you're experiencing on a macro level, it's going to be different than that of your partner, your peers, your family, et cetera. And that's okay. Right. And you get to decide how to prioritize yourself, your nervous system, and your safety in a way that makes sense for you. For some of you, that means letting there be a low-level threat, right? We don't need to tone down the threat if it actually needs to be there for some reason. And then there might be times where our body is sensing some sort of threat and it does make sense to do use some tools to tone down that threat and, and let it know that we are safe. But it's going to be different for everybody. So you, if you notice those threat signals or cues coming to your consciousness, 
you can use your curiosity and your compassion to tease that out and ask yourself, what is this for me? Do I want this here right now? Is it sustainable? Is it interrupting my functioning or my day-to-day? Okay. And as far as letting safety be a priority as well, advocacy and activism can take on limitless paradigms and dimensions. So let the way that you advocate (laughs) be yours specifically. That might mean you just taking care of you. My partner is, he's going through some personal stuff right now, just feeling through a lot of, you know, just different things. And it happens to be a time where there's a lot happening for him on a micro level. And it's very clear in the world, a lot's happening on a macro level. (laughs) So he's not in this space to be reading up on everything and watching the news and like doing all those things. He's aware of what's happening. He's, he can feel into what's happening. He's so empathetic. He's advocating for himself so that he can take care of himself on a micro level, which can have a macro effect. Okay. So the way that you take care of yourself, let that be the way that you advocate, let that be about you and what you need. The world doesn't need everyone doing the exact same thing. The world needs you doing your thing and trusting that this is what will support the collective consciousness, collective healing through the way we take care of ourselves and how that does affect the collective consciousness. Okay. And I say this because, you know, I have heard some coaches and I have heard some people say like, we all need to speak up, right? And to not speak up is a cowardly thing to do. And while I see the power in speaking up and while I see that it is important to speak up, it might not be for everybody. Our bodies are also different. Some of us are frozen. Some of us are paralyzed. Some of us are barely getting by. So let yourself have the gift of working your way back up to your baseline of functioning before forcing yourself to override the needs of your body, your nervous system in the name of what you've been told to do. Okay, of course there are cases where we do speak up even before our nervous system is ready. And I could give you an example of that, but it would it's a little bit too long of a story. So of course, there's a unique way to look at every single thing. I just want you to know that there isn't one way for all of us to be responding to this, okay? Some of us are frozen, right? Some of us are fawning and fitting in. We're surviving by fitting in, by not sharing our opinions. This isn't always weak, okay? This can be a survival response, So be kind to yourself if you're not speaking up the way that you wish you could, the way that you want to, okay? Be kind to yourself so that you can maintain that connection with yourself and develop out that safety with your nervous system. And you'll know if it makes sense to edge into discomfort, speaking up a little bit when ready. And it might be soon, it might not be, but just be kind to yourself, okay? Yes, some of us, aren't as frozen as others. Some of us aren't as, you know, maybe not having as many fawning or fitting in responses as others. Maybe some of us are standing up and speaking out and this can be done really powerfully. And also for those of us that do feel safe enough to speak and be a voice, we don't need to have an agenda for everyone to do the same. For those of us who are speaking up, we may not feel the threat as imminently as others. So please, 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 let's not pedestalize ourselves because we're speaking up and others aren't. Another idea or thing to offer is please don't let anyone tell you what your lived experience is. 
This is so dismissive. It's invalidating. It's unfair. And it can ought to be done in a manipulative way. Your experience is real to you and let that be. Okay. Let yourself honor your lived experience so that you can move through the emotions that come with that as needed. Okay. Now, as far as today, tomorrow, if you feel like, you know, maybe you are feeling kind of a constant threat, or maybe you're just not sure where to go on a micro or macro level. And another thing that can be really helpful is just break things down into really, really simple moments, inch by inch, bite by bite. So it can be really soothing to your nervous system to speak to yourself, to hum to yourself. And so if you're like, I don't even know how to get through today, or I, I don't even know how I'm going to be able to figure out how to blank, 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 you don't need to. That's, again, that's your brain, your prefrontal cortex, thinking that it needs some more certainty for you to feel safe. When really, if you want, it could be more about your nervous system and feeling connected to your intuition and asking, you know, what do I need right now in this moment? Just the next thing. How can I create a little more safety in this moment? Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's eating a cookie and dissociating. Maybe it's eating a cookie for pleasure, right? It's not always dissociative. Maybe it's reaching out to others for support. Maybe it's wrestling with your kids. Maybe it's sitting by your friends watching a movie. Maybe it's sitting by somebody watching a sports game where you don't even have to talk. You can just breathe by another human and co-regulate. Maybe it's singing. Maybe it's marching in place slowly or planting your feet in the ground, connecting with others. Maybe it's just standing up or changing positions or humming. Maybe it's just identifying what you need. The answer could be so simple for what you need in this next little moment. And so You know, I like to think about how we soothe children and how we've kind of forgotten to soothe ourselves as adults and physical touch, humming, singing, swishing, swaying. Those things can be really soothing to us and to our nervous system as well. And if you really want to break it down and really kind of focus on being present, just talk about what you're doing. In this moment, I'm washing my hands, right? My right hand is going over my left. My left hand is going over my right. This ring is thin. I'm feeling this ring right here, right? This other ring is a little bit thicker. In this moment, I'm looking at my bracelets and I'm just kind of feeling them go back and forth over my hands. Here's a hair elastic. I'm pulling it up and I'm letting it go. Okay, you can go get an ice cube and put it in your hand and, you know, just pay attention to what that ice cube's doing as it melts in your hand. So sometimes breaking things down to just the most simple, simple, simple moments can be moments of presence for you. Okay. So I hope that was helpful for you. I just have so much love for everyone who is alive right now. Hey, there's a lot happening, not only on a macro level, but for a lot of us on a micro level. And and sometimes it's hard where you're like, I can't, I feel like I haven't even been able to swallow that last bite. And then someone just stuck more food in my mouth. Like we're, it's like, we're coming up for air. And then it just, another bucket of water got thrown on us. And so if, if that is feeling that way to you, please make sure that you are reaching out for support, finding ways to support yourself, but also calling in the cards of support and getting support from other people, because you deserve to be supported in this. No one is meant to do this alone. 
But if you're reaching out for support from friends, find safe people that you can reach out to for support. And again, just so, so much love to all of you. Please be kind and gentle to yourselves. Have the best day. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you.